0: Good afternoon everyone and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. And I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! Uh okay, so it's um today is Thursday, um December sixteenth, on twenty twenty one, and it is a not a hundred percent beautiful, gorgeous central Florida day, but it's kind of like light rain, off and on sun. I wouldn't call it a bad day. Uh, It kind of reflects my mood. Anyways, uh, so as uh, many of you might know, if you're a um, regular listener of my show, excuse me, that my father died on Tuesday morning and I did a podcast yesterday. I was rather angry. I spent, you are listening. Fremlin show. i going to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super duper um, long time yeah. okay. to boot it um, And so, I. Anyways, I, and now tonight, I'm going to not give you some information. Yeah. A doctor. Um, which I forgot what it is. You're listening to the Dave Fremlin show. Yay. I guess i we'll what happened. a lot of time ranting about my relationship with my brothers um which is fine because uh, you know a person has to deal with how they deal. And so today, you know, 24 hours have gone by and uh, I first will I guess I'll I'm going to digress a minute and Go back to the restless legs situation, first of all, because that's usually how I start my podcast. Is um, so last night I I came to the conclusion okay, so I got some candies. I was at the grocery store and I got some candy. It was sugar free. And I'm like sort of on this like not eating sugar thing to see if it helps restless legs. And guess what? This candy had stevia in it. And so I thought, well, stevia, I wonder if there's any research on that with restless legs. And so I went home and I looked up online and I discovered that it said that stevia, among other artificial sugars, was one of the culprits in the uh, restless legs problem. And that could make it worse. And so I'm, I've been experimenting because I, I I already bought these candies. I don't want to throw them away. And so I thought, well, if I still stick to my morning thing, because usually the problem is late at night. And it even talked about that. It said, why is it if I'm eating the candy early in the morning, am I having restless legs late at night? And it talked about a buildup of sugars and artificial sugars and chemicals in your body as the day goes on. I never thought of that, like it building up all day. And so I decided that I could uh, stick to my morning thing But at night, I'm going to try to cut back on artificial sugars of all type, sugar and artificial sugar. And so last night, I usually drink, you're going to laugh at me, I usually drink 10 uh, sweeteners in my nighttime tea, 10. And so last night, I tried it with only five. And I had restless legs, but I got to tell you that I had a much better time with restless legs with less artificial sweetener and sweetener and sugar. Uh, than I usually have and so I am going to try it again because one night does not the uh, one night is not one night doesn't tell me much it tells me whether it's worth trying it again a second night and so today I'm going to try again um, with you know only eating artificial sugars and sugars only you know for the first couple of hours of my day now remember I don't wake up till 11 so that gives me Three, four o'clock is when I can stop eating sugar uh, and artificial sugar. But that doesn't mean go hog wild. Okay. So I just wanted to bring that in. I had a good sleep last night and I woke up today and I'm not sure how I feel. You know, there's, I know my father just died two days ago. And uh, I know yesterday I was just like on a complete emotional rant about my relationship with my brothers and, sorting that anger out from the dad anger. And I had a therapy session and my therapist sent me a thing about the stages of grief and it talked about anger and I thought about it and I thought, well maybe the anger phase of grief doesn't necessarily mean anger at the person who died. Maybe it means just any anger. You know, any anger that's in cuz his way of describing it was residual anger, pent-up anger. And so maybe it's just an exacerbation of any anger. And so that got talked out with my therapist. And I, I had spent yesterday doing the things I usually do. I try to stay. I'm trying to stay as, uh, keep my world as normal as possible, knowing that there's a huge, like, base level of non-normality. Just the fact that a parent died, whether I'm registering it in you know consciously or not the fact that it's there it's looming there's a funeral coming and you know there'll be more before there's less and uh, just you know I don't know on a day to day and so I know that there will be you know something in my difference in my world and I'm I'm accepting of that and so what I'm doing is I'm just trying to go steady as she goes And go about my day the way I normally would. The only thing I'm doing is today I normally have a music lesson and then I have a dance class and and the gym and then my podcast. So there's a lot of things on Thursday. And what I thought is Friday I don't usually have anything on Friday. And I don't want to deprive myself of the joy of a singing lesson. But I also don't want to feel rushed today and I don't want to feel – like i i just want to be able to do things at my own pace and i don't want to have something sticking out in the middle of the day and then have another thing and so i decided to ask my vocal teacher if i could do the lesson tomorrow and so what that did was that means that today i have excuse me means that today i have one less thing on my things to do you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin show on PodBeat. And tomorrow I have one more thing on my things to do, which tomorrow there were zero and today there were two. So that means that now I have a thing to do today that I love and a thing to do tomorrow that I love and, um, you know, that bring me happiness and I won't have a huge, long, empty day tomorrow and I won't have a huge, long, empty day today or a two-full day today. So basically, I now have the same amount of things on today as tomorrow, and they're both artistic creative things. And um, I, I just think that's better. And you know, I don't a hundred percent feel like I couldn't do what I had on my things today, but I do feel a weird, I have a weird, just generalized sense of anxiety today. And since my father just died on Tuesday, and since I generally have weirdness in my emotional way of living, I just am just giving myself time and patience. You know what I'm saying? And this is, like, way early. You know, two days. It's like, there's not even been a funeral yet. And so uh, that is the update on both the restless leg syndrome and how I'm dealing with my father, um, you know, I don't really have – I don't – today, I don't have 100% of a thing to think about with my father. You know, the way my therapist put it, he told me to just do things that honor my father. And uh, I could tell you this. My father – I have a dad and a mom, <laughs> Obviously. And in my family, my dad was the one who, for example, if I told him I was going to do a podcast, he would say, and your podcast will be the best podcast ever made. And you, I will listen to every one of them. And if I did a podcast and sent it to my dad, he would call me and say, I listened to your podcast. I love you. And if I told him, I'd, I'm tired of doing podcasts now. I want to do, I want to jump out of planes. And he would say, "Well, be careful, but you'll be the best jump planer person ever." And he said, "And I will cheer for you after every jump, you know." And he would, and he would never say a thing that would be discouraging. You know what I mean? Whereas my mother would be the opposite of that. She said, "Well, what are you going to do for money then? How are you going to make a living? How's anybody going to?" Little, 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 little? And so there was a balance, you know, in my family growing up. But my father was the one who, he didn't spoil me. He made me work for my allowance and he made me appreciate the things that I had and he disciplined me when I was an ass and, um, you know, he was made me a responsible person and he always encouraged me to do the things that I would be a striving, he never discouraged me, anything creative, never discouraged me, never, ever, ever, ever. And unless there was something that was going to be really detrimental to me. And then he wouldn't really discourage as much as he would try to educate. You know, he would sit me down and he would give me information. He said, if you still want to make these choices, you're welcome to do that. He said, but I, as your father, am obligated to, he was very clinical in some things. Sometimes he didn't know how to deal with stuff, so he would just go clinical on me you know, and then he would just deal with things very clinically. And then when I was doing something creative, he would just be like, he came to everything that I invited him to everything. And the whole way that I ever knew that he had a problem with dementia was because I invited him, invited him to something and he didn't come. And he was like, a, he didn't show up. And I waited for him. To, we held the curtain at a show. And I knew that day that something was wrong because there was no way he would miss a thing that I did no way and so when he missed that show i knew and that was years ago already so that's my my way of honoring my father is um by trying every day to do the things that i love doing and to be encouraged by the voice of my father you know, to always remember that I, you know, his voice told me that I can be as creative as I want, and so the way that I honor him, and this is not just now that he's dead. This is how I always have. This is the thing that he put into me. You know what I mean? Like, you you want your parents if you're a parent, and if you are, uh, you know, I'm not a parent, but if you're a parent, and if you know you're a person who has parents, then you know what you want is you want the parent to put into the child. Who will then grow up? You know the values and the and the appreciations and the the you know discernment and judgment that you would would want. You you would even want your child to have better judgment and better taste and better discernment and better uh, qualities than whatever you possessed, because you would want that for your child. If not, just to be equal, if not to you. And so, you know, what you want is for the child, if you're the parent, to hear your voice inside of them, encouraging them. Even when they're an adult, when you're long gone, you want them to remember you by hearing that voice inside of them. That's your voice that's saying, you know, you can do it. You're my son. You know, that kind of thing. So how I honor my father and my parents and any, and my grandmother and my grandfather is by hearing their voice inside of me and when i am about to do a thing or endeavor on a creative project or whatever i i hear the the voices and feel the excitement and the joy of the people that would be encouraging me who are now gone okay so it's a thing and that's how i do it and how i think how i honor my grandmother my aunt my other grandma, all of my dead relatives, and all of my dead friends, I, I hear their voices inside of me. You're not really like I'm some kook hearing voices, but like I, you know, there are certain things that remind me of certain people, and when I'm going about an endeavor, I'm Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremland Show. Like tap dancing, for example, whenever I tap dance, I think about my aunt Betty Ann was a tap dancer. I think about how proud my father was when I showed him my tap dancing when he came to see me tap dance. It reminded him of his sister, and you know, and and you know how excited that my mom was. And I invited her to come to my tap classes, and we tap danced together. And so whenever I tap dance, I think of those joyous, you know, things with my parents. It's, that's how I honor them. You know what I mean? Is you know I could be pissed off as hell as my, at my parents. I could choose that path as well. You know that is also there, but in these times, you know, you pick the things that are. I don't like to dwell on things that are horrendous. You know, I could. I, if I was depressed, I could pick out all the times my father scolded me and not maybe when I felt he was wrong and whatever doesn't matter. What matters is when you hear their voice inside of you encouraging you and, and loving you and being there for you and you try to push away the times when they as humans transgressed or made mistakes and you, you try to get over that. And, and even you don't because even you want to have them, you want to have that parent inside of you. You know what I'm saying? So if you're the parent, I'm not a parent, but if I were a parent, I would want in my kid for them to hear me scolding them when they were doing something stupid, and I would want for them to hear me praising them when they did something smart, and I would want them to carry that with them even when I'm gone. I'd want them to remember, oh, yeah, my dad would have been so proud of me. Oh, my dad would have been pissed at me right now. I would want them to have that, even the bad time, because then they would know inside of them that they have a right and a wrong and a good and a bad and, you know... So anyways, you know, I don't want to wax about my father, but he would never discourage me from anything. He would always encourage me. And so today, you know, no matter how I, whatever my, what really is manifesting for me is like a lack of motivation to just really do anything. So, but however it manifests in me today, the thing that I do, I will do it with the voice of my father inside of me telling me that I'm the best at doing that thing uh, and he's so proud of me for doing it you know what I mean so probably when I go to the gym I'll be there and my father will be there with me telling me what a great how great I look lately and you know how proud he is of me for maintaining my weight maintaining my diet and being so healthy you know be all of that will be part of my father with me today so that's how I'll do that And so, um, you know, if you're a person out there who's lost a loved one recently like I have and you're going through like a multitude of, I don't know, I've never lost a dad before. I don't exactly know how I'm supposed to feel or be or whatever. And uh, I guess, you know, most of my friends have lost a parent or two parents. And um, so they, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm not the first person to lose a parent ever in the world, that's for sure. And so it's, I think, part of the life experience. I don't want to make it like it's the worst, the end of the world type thing. And so, um, you know, it's a natural part of the process of moving on in life is dealing with the people that die, right? My biggest problem really moving forward is that I have to deal with some family members and some issues in my family that I really don't want to deal with. So. All right, on that note, now we have oh, approximately 3 or 4 minutes left and um what could I talk about? Well, you know, I could I could just end it here and make it just a very short sweet podcast about how I'm dealing with my grief. Okay, that's what I'll do. All right, thank you guys all for listening. And please support my sponsors, which right now are nobody. But when I have a sponsor, please support them. And um, I hope you have a nice day. Okay, bye. The opinions expressed in The Dave Fremland Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremland and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.